Hello, everybody. Welcome to this instalment of the Music Podcast with David Neal. How are we? Hey, How are we buddy. doing? Good, man. How are you? Oh, Neil, I'm good, mate. Ready for another, ready for another week's <laughs> Very podcast. Very saucy edition. <laughs> yeah, super saucy. As per usual. <laughs> this, uh, this week's podcast, now with extra sauce. <laughs> um, how, how's your week been, buddy? Look, it's been, it's been all right. Uh, not super productive. Yep. Um, how about you? What have you been up to? I'm very productive. In fact, just a busy, oh, yeah? busy guy. Well, that's, uh, I guess you go into the office and you do yep. the things and you, I don't know what you do. I, I don't know what your job sometimes, is. Sometimes, sometimes I type, sometimes I call. Typing. It's like, um. Sometimes I procrastinate. Because you're, so you're a journalist. Mm. Um, and I said that in an inverted, inverted commas. Journalist. You're not, well, you're not really going to war zones, are you, mm. mate? You're not really reporting on, on they, world, they are... world news. It's like, oh, but, this person's. Got uh, played some music. I believe they call the newsroom a war zone. <laughs> Quick, that tour's happened. Get that story up, or we're all gonna, you know, yeah, not die. That's so. Strong, like, I don't know all, if we if we'd call we you... might miss the deadlines, or we're all dead. I mean, I guess you, you know? are you are journalists in the Neil, sense that you like write. You get have that newsletter out now. You know, <laughs> not like it's tough. Not in a it serious is a t- sense. It's tough being Neil. I guess really? is where I'm where I'm going with this. <laughs> tough life. It is tough. <laughs> it is tough. What's been the. Uh, What's been the the breaking news this week, mate? Oh, so much, so much breaking news. <laughs> so much. It's like, oh, so much breaking news. Why, why would I tell you when news. I can show you? Head to themusic.com.au. Look at the stories there. You'll yeah. see a byline. Sometimes, sometimes it says Neil. Can Griffiths. I ask a question? You can. So sometimes it'll say. So I, I, you know, I'm also a person that reads themusic.com.au. Um, <laughs> if you want to be cool like Dave, head over there. Um, sometimes it says staff writer mm. underneath a story. Mm. Is that because there's like some intern in the office that has to do it and they're just like, you are not a journalist yet. You have not earned your name on the story. Yeah. You're going to be the staff writer. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like it's a privilege to be part of the digital music.com.au team. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It took me two and a half years for my boss to even call me by my name. Yeah. It was you, rookie, peasant, dickhead. And it's a super small office. So yeah. So like that's, that's a... Oh, yeah. It's a very long time. They, to... Some call it hazing, some call it just being buddies, some call it straight up bullying. <laughs> Who's to say? Who knows? The HR department, huh? Who I've knows? lodged many complaints and they say, go away, rookie. So, so what is what is a staff right? Is that literally just an intern? Yeah, no, no it's, 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 you know, it's just, it's, it's just people doing stuff. Sure. I mean, that's... that's How was that? So there's your little insight into the world of journalism. Uh, <laughs> it's people, people doing wonder, stuff. People wondering how it works at home. Uh, there you go. Themusic.com.au, where people do stuff. <laughs> this show <laughs> is the best advertisement for that website every single week. Every single week. But um, you we apparently do. have had a very productive week. Oh, um, no. If fiction... Was a not, real thing. Not at all, Neil. <laughs> Why? What have you been doing? I don't know. I've been a real piece of shit this week. You know, like when you have like a bunch of stuff to do. Cause I'm, I'm a freelancer. Yeah. And like when I'm like I'm a freelancer, and normally like when I'm directing or like making films or whatever, mm. or like ads or whatever I do, it's like making it's, fragrances. There's like heaps of stuff to do, and so you're like you're running around, you're like you're doing the things, and you're prepping, and you're doing stuff. But, like, every now and then I'll have a month that is just, like, post. Like, it's just editing. Mm. And editing requires a lot of willpower because you're sitting in your room, you've got a whole bunch of stuff that needs to happen, but you're the only person that is relying on you to do it, so you just got to do it and you got to force yourself to do it. Except sometimes you don't force yourself to do it. <laughs> sometimes you play Fallout 4 all week. Um... <laughs> And so non-gamey nerds, Fallout 4 is a is a video game. Uh, <laughs> it's a video on game. On Dave's preference of the Xbox. Yep. Uh, so, you know, you start off 
you know, I started off like Monday, Tuesday, mm. was like, oh, I'll just play for an hour. You know, it's a little, it's a little, well, yeah, a little, it's a little break, break yeah. little break. I've done, done two hours of editing. Good work, Dave. Play, play some video games. Um, got out the old Xbox. T- one hour turned into like four hours. <laughs> and then you finish it and you like, just feel like the biggest piece of shit in the world. <laughs> It's like you fucking piece of so shit. You, you have these weird hangups about video games. Like if I have a like massive binge session of video yeah. game, it's like you know what I deserve that. But now that means gonna work. I just like I just feel like it. Um, like there's no greater way for me to waste my time <laughs> than playing video games. Yeah. Because like at least if, like if I'm reading or like you know if I'm reading, I can pretend that I'm getting smarter. Mm. Or like if I'm watching a movie, like I'm like, well, you know, this is research. But when I'm playing video games, like this is literally just me switching my brain off for. Mm hours on end right so i just like i feel really like there's like the best way to fill me with self-loathing is just to have like an eight hour stint of video games when i have like deadlines looming (laughs) so so the week's climax was me unplugging the xbox wrapping it up in plastic bags and putting it in the very back of my closet why did you have to wrap it up in so many bags i don't want to get dusty don't want to get dusty in the closet yeah yeah that was probably an unnecessary detail so you hate yourself but you're still caring for the thing that you apparently hate yourself <laughs> I was, for. I was almost going to sell it. I was like so mad at myself. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm going to fucking sell the Xbox. I'm done with it. I'm not going to play any more video games ever. I used to imagine you like in your like living room with the Xbox and the dinner table. You're just going, no, <laughs> no, David. <laughs> it was basically that. It was basically that. So yeah, look, that's pretty much what happened to me this week. Uh, it was a long journey of self-discovery. Uh, <laughs> where I've, I've now, I'm going to be more productive now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that was my week. <laughs> um, you said earlier, you know, what's been the breaking story um, of the week. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, and it's something that, I don't want to say David Neal broke the story six years ago. Well, we didn't. We, well, obviously, we didn't break the story. We had this discussion six years ago. So this, uh, if you haven't heard about it, the controversy surrounding Chris Lilly, um at the moment. Um, if you haven't, I guess we should, we should say the newest controversy. The newest controversy, yeah. So if you're unaware, um, I guess you could say he reposted a, a clip um, of himself. If you ever see his show Angry Boys, yeah. So um, we're going back to Angry Boys, which is like what a couple of years ago yeah. now. Um, and in that show, like Summer Heights High, he had a series of of characters, and one of the characters who was quite controversial at the time was S Mouse, which was um, him playing a, a African American rapper. Uh, in in full blackface, yeah, um, and so they had done a um, uh, like a, a music video at the time uh, for a, a fake song, um, squashed N word, yeah, um, which uh, I think was, contra- it was it's about a, it's about a uh, I think the the character getting hit by a a car a, a, a truck, yeah, yeah. So this like happened he. Reposted. Obviously, this video was something that happened when the show came out a couple of years ago. But yeah, I don't, intentionally, unintentionally, they say it's unintentionally. Uh, Lily post reposted a remix someone had done of that song on his Instagram hours after these protests in Melbourne started. Um, after the fourteen-year-old Indigenous boy was was run over. Um, so naturally, mm. everyone got super pissed off about this. Um, well, it's very obviously so so. Elijah um, Doherty, yeah. who um, had died uh, when he was, I mean, you know, uh, he was run over by uh, a white man mm. uh, who believed that Elijah, I think, had stolen his his motorbike. Mm. Uh, and so he, he ran 
ran him down. Uh, and the punishment, I think, was uh, uh, it was basically brought down to to like negligent driving or, or something along those lines. He was not convicted for, for murder or, or manslaughter. Uh, and that uh, created a huge amount of... Um, of anger and and despair, I think particularly in the indigenous community and yeah. and and people kind of uh, you know that, that saw that and and felt that, that was very unjust. Uh, and so the timing of of this video being released, which was specifically about um, you know someone being hit by by a truck, it felt like there were parallels being drawn. Yeah, it felt which... like it was a it was a. Pretty soon after he posted that video, Comment. Lily released a statement basically saying that it um, the video wasn't connected to any current news stories. That he was he yeah. apologized for any hurt caused by the misinterpretation. And I think he also said that he doesn't run his social media sites. Yeah. He was like, oh, this is some some other, some other guy somewhere is yeah. running this this um, site. And- so again, to to I guess fast forward to the end of this story, there are obviously a lot of people outraged, but there are people who have supported Lily and kind of said, you know, he didn't make that video. Um, why is everyone going crazy at him? Which I Yes, and I get why they would think that. You know, it's like Lily, like, you know, Lily has said he didn't post that video. So he can't be blamed for the video being released. But at the same time, he did that video, what, five, six years ago? And that was my question because, yeah. again, this is how this story came up this morning when you and I were talking off air. Mm. When we used to work at the cinemas together, I remember me, you, and another guy we used to work with, Dean, we were walking through the shops. Um, I think we were on a break. I don't know. But we were basically Slack bitching about... Off, we were talking about like how we... I think for some reason we talking about Summer High Tide. And we were like, me and Dean were like, yeah, it's a really funny show, but if Chris Lee's such a great writer, why does he never write roles for other people other than himself? Like, you know, look at Summer High Tide, Mr. G and Jemay and Jonah. All they're, they're, it's just him. It's just him being funny while everyone else around is just, you know outraged people like it's just why is he funny and then you i remember i don't know why i remember so well this is right after angry boys came out and you're like yeah have you seen the new show like that s mouse character is so racist and we were like yeah it is but like you know like he's done genre and stuff and that was the way you know that was just the we didn't really think about it much so i guess what pissed me off with this whole thing is that i get why people would be like oh chris lee didn't post it it's not his fault but at the same time he did it five six years ago why weren't we as pissed off then i mean i, I think that's a that's a really good um, question. I mean, it's. I, I remember thinking that S Mouse when it first came out was really fucked up. Yeah, and which I, is. I, I think that he, you know, pointing to pointing to you know uh, this video now and being like, oh, but it happened five years ago. Why are we only mad now? Well, context, but also, I mean, there wasn't really an understanding. Uh, S Mouse didn't seem controversial here in Australia until it was released in America because I mean I think HBO had picked up Angry Boys, uh, and there was. This there was obviously an, an uproar there um, because America has you know a very long tradition of like um, you know sort of minstrel shows mm. and and white comedians doing blackface yeah uh, and and sort of how you know that being a very derogatory um, sort of form of comedy that has sort of this long history. Uh, and so there, there was this sort of uproar to that, and then it sort of came back to Australia, and I remember people being like, oh, oh, that's actually maybe a good point, mm. and a lot of people being like, oh, why are you being so bloody mm. uptight, America? Like, yeah. we're Australia, we're not racist, it's fine. Yeah. Um, that's not how I sound. That was, <laughs> that was like the worst. <laughs> that I'm was from the... here. Can't even do the accent. Um, 
but yeah, so I remember that kind of blowing up, but it did kind of, it was only, I mean, for me personally. Yeah. So I remember watching Summer Heights High, you know, in high school. Yeah. And thinking it was the funniest shit out. Yeah. Like, uh, Mr. G is still like, like amazing. Like I think yeah. Mr. G is amazing. Jamae's amazing. I remember having, like when I first watched it as a teenager, uh, the idea that Jonah could be minstreling in the same way that I later thought S Mouse was, mm. that, that, that Jonah was this kind of derogatory um, sort of parody, uh, didn't even occur to me. I didn't think it was racist at all. Mm. Um, it just wasn't in my, in just part of the way I sort of yeah. thought of it. And even you know, earlier, you know, when he effectively did Yellowface, um, you know, in inverted commas, uh, when he he played Asian stereotypes in uh, We Can Be Heroes, yeah, was yeah, that the name of the yeah, show? Yeah. Um, you know, even that was kind of it didn't didn't occur to me. And it was only later on when I saw, you know, when I had begin to think think more about sort of the way people are sort of sh- you know other races are kind of shown on on um, on television and in, in, in art and. You know, obviously, seeing uh, you know, as a brown person seeing a brown character mm. portrayed that way, that it kind of I sort of backwards engineered looking at these other characters like Jonah, looking at um, the Asian characters, we can be heroes, and sort of went, oh, actually, that's kind of fucked up too. Yeah. And I think that you know, over the course of ten years since these shows have come out, Australia has I think become collectively more aware of of what of the sort of discussions we should be having yeah. and the sort of way we should be approaching representation. Mm. And I don't think these shows have aged particularly well. Mm. That's not to say they're not, they're not funny. And I think, you know, there is a hundred percent, you know, there is that argument of like satire and, mm. and sort of what's permissible. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm sort of on the fence about sort of outlawing things like this, yeah. you know, I think that's, that's kind of the wrong direction, but, um, but there's definitely, I think, you know, you look back at these shows now and there is a sort of sense of, how did we ever let this happen? Yeah. Um, and it, recently, you know, in New Zealand, um, they have just, so um, Maori Television over there, which had been scheduled to present um, Jonah from Tonga, uh, has basically removed that from um, from circulation. They were going to, they were going to premiere the show yeah. uh, over there and, and, after a you know backlash from yeah. the from the you know uh, local population, they pulled it. They pulled the show. So uh, it feels like everyone's beginning to kind of look at these sort of shows and go, actually, hold on, yeah. like, is that okay? Yeah, because I remember when I was having this conversation with someone early this week, and I was and I said the same thing. You know, like, why were people not as outraged? Five, six years ago. So it was 2011 when Angry Boys came out, by the way. Just fact check. 2011. Yeah. Why weren't people? So we were, we were in high school yeah. during Summer Heights High. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, and then Angry Boys were what, 21. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and the friend said to me, you know, well, it's because we've become more aware of this stuff, which does make a lot of sense. Like, I know in the last year or two, there's been a lot of outrage. There have been people, like, you know, just normal people who have, you know, gone to Halloween parties as like Kanye West or an AFL player, and they've gone in blackface, and people have gotten outraged, rightly so, in my opinion. Um, but when you think about like, what, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is what do you do if you're Chris Lilly right now? Like he's deleted his socials. I guess what I, again, what I'm trying to say is like, he's, he's made this show five, six years ago. And I guess just whatever's happened, happened. And now he's being told six years later, you're racist. You're a terrible person. It's like, what does he, what is he meant to do now? It's just, 
good. I mean, like it's it's fucked up, is what I mean. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's wrong. And I remember, I remember when you were saying that back in 2011. I was like, yeah, you're right. Like that's fucked up. Like mm. even the talk. Like if we talk about something like blackface, I don't know if you ever watched Hey Hey It's Saturday growing up. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely. Okay. Well, they'll, I remember the you know that skit show they did where just people would come out from a two minute skit and then a celebrity panel would give them a score out of ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember there was one particular skit. It was like Harry Connick Jr. was on the panel. I'm sure a lot of people remember this. He was on the panel and these four or five guys came out in blackface. Yeah, white guys, and they did a, a Jackson Five rendition. Crowd was pissing themselves. Everyone was loving it. You know, Red Simons gave him eight or whatever. It gets to Harry Connick Jr. and he's like, "This is incredibly offensive." Like, this is wrong. It's offensive to so many people. And, like, the mood of the, the, everyone in the crowd just, like, shut up. The performers were like, what have we done? Yeah. And afterwards, it was like, oh, classic sensitive Americans. Like, Harry Connick Jr., what a dick. And it's like, that, Fuck that. that conversation has yeah. been happening for a while. Like, I, I, I'm not sure what year it was. I mean, it was, hey, hey, it's Saturday. So you want to say mid-late 90s. It's interesting. Like, if that happened tomorrow, mm. those four or five guys would be Fucked. Well, I, I, they wouldn't. You know, you, you'd like to think that they wouldn't make it on the TV these days. Mm, like, absolutely. But I mean, you know, it, it, back to that sort of idea of you know, what does Chris Lilly do now? I, I think that you know, we do have this sort of outrage culture mm. at the moment. I think the internet's kind of given birth to this outrage culture, uh, where there is an expectation for everyone to just know. Mm. Um, and you know, and just know what's acceptable and what isn't acceptable, even though that this is a constant conversation that's constantly evolving. So, I mean, I think that you know, and I can't speak for for everyone, but I think for me personally, I think like what I would want from from Chris Lee, who I think still should be thought of as like very much like one of our most celebrated and successful. Comedians. Yeah, I mean, you, you take away all this controversy. You know, he's had a lot of success here, clearly, and it's gone to America. And yeah, fucking but Justin also, Bieber was quoting know, Summer High Tide in an Instagram video like a couple of weeks ago. Like, like as you know, even just as like a, as a satirist, like he has done. Like, I think you have to look at these shows within the context of which they were made and 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 the sort of conversations they were trying to have. And I think they, you know, there is a lot still to be celebrated about those shows, even if I don't think that they've aged particularly well. Yeah. But I think, you know, for me, like what I would love from from Chris Lilly is just, you know, one, an acknowledgement that the conversation has changed and yeah. evolved. Um to be aware of the context of sort of what's happening so he's not just this white guy, you know, up on his high horse kind of talking Saying, about... sorry, misinterpreted that video. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. no way yeah. to misinterpret that video. Sorry, you're too video. stupid to understand my satire. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's kind of like, you know, understand that, you know, as a white guy, that maybe you don't quite entirely grasp mm. the full nature of why black people don't think this is appropriate. Yeah, yeah. You know, that maybe that, you know, actually acknowledge that there is... You, you are in a privileged position mm. and that maybe that there is things that you need to be analyzing in your own work so that, mm. you know, when he is developing new shows, he's having that conversation yeah. with himself and other artists around him. And he's going, you know, is this satire? What am I saying? How am I, how am I actually contributing or, or potentially damaging? Um, well, what is the impact of my work, basically, yeah. is I think the conversation needs to be having. Um, one of our guys at the music.com that he actually interviewed AB Original, Briggs and Trials, earlier this week about that. Yeah, cool. Um, and Briggs actually said something similar. He said, you know, that song came out six years ago and we told everyone he was full of shit and no one listened. Like, it's just, it's really interesting to think how far 
that conversation has come. That's what I mean. Like, I'm not saying I, I'm not defending Lily at all because I think the video is bullshit. But what I am saying is that six years later, with a show that is, you know, it's not like he's still promoting that show. It's done. It's dusted. Yeah. And people are like, "You're racist. You're horrible." And it's like, "Fuck!" This came out six years ago. Like, I guess. I guess my question is, if you're Chris Lee's PR team, what the fuck do you do now? Like, he he issued an apology that was kind of bullshit. He said, "Sorry for the misinterpretation." There is no way to misinterpret that. But yeah. at the same time, the video was released six years ago. He's now deleted his social media. Yeah. What do you do? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the apology was sort of this weird half apology, you know, which I think w- was not particularly helpful. But, mm. but yeah, you know, and like it's, it's a, th- like I said, the conversation's constantly evolving. I mean, there's currently a, um, uh, a documentary that's about to come out, um, the, the problem with Apu, mm. which is, um, it looks hilarious. Check it out online if you guys are interested. But it's basically, it's looking at the character of Apu from The Simpsons. Yeah. And effectively how, um, how it is, you know, how all these, um, basically the impact of Apu as a, um, as like kind of the, the main Indian kind of representation on television, Mm. uh, for so, so many years. And the stereotypes that have kind of come from that because the Simpsons have been so, Mm. you know, hugely popular Mm. and sort of now in 2017, looking back at it and going, how did this happen? Um, and and how is it still happening, and and what is the sort of conversation that needs to happen around and it's, it? It's it's weird how fast that's happened. Like even you know, one of my favorite TV shows, The Office, or even the UK Office. Like you know the UK Office and the US version. You know Michael Scott and David Brent do the Ping character. Yeah, like the the Asian thing, and like you mm. watch that, and like when it's out in o three o four, it's like. Okay, like if that sure. if that came out tomorrow, it'd be fucked. And same thing, I think there was like season three or four. There's an episode where basically. Um, the IT guy's coming in to, to, to do IT stuff. I don't know. But he's an Indian and Michael freaks out and says, turn off the lights, like everyone duck. Like, And the joke is he thought he was a terrorist. Sure. And it's like that episode would have come out in 07, 08. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I, <laughs> I think there's also an argument that uh, sometimes what is funny and the reason why like, I think I keep going back to the idea of is that like you can't, you know, make moves to ban comedies like this. You can't well, make that's moves. That's what I mean. That's the, the, where, where do you draw the line well, then? Like, let, let's, compare, like, let's compare a poo and S-Mouse, for example. Yeah. So, I mean, like, looking at the Office example, you yeah. know, like, that That to me, like, that satire, and I think there is something to say about, like, pointing, like, going in the direction of, like, horribly racist or going in the direction of, like, you know, doing something that is intentionally racist mm. in order to go and so we all laugh and then we go oh fuck we laughed at that that was that was really really racist mm. you know turning around and and sort of holding the mirror up to something or you know being offensive for the for the sake of of laughs in a way that kind of does that mm. i think that that's you know that's can be really useful satire mm. um but you know like i mean talking about a poo and this is only from the trailer because the, the film's not out yet. But but they sort of talk about there's a interview with um, Hank Azaria Azaria yep. who voices Apu many characters M- yeah. many characters one, one, of, one of which being Apu yeah one of which being being Apu yeah um, and he's sort of talking about how uh, he you know how they originally asked him to do the voices of Apu and they were like can you do like do the most offensive 
Indian voice that you could possibly do. Mm. And he's like, so I just put on like the worst, doesn't even sound Indian. Like I just put on the worst Indian accent I could do. And then that was the character. Yeah. Um, and sort of, so it came from this place of being like, you know, let's, let's just do like a really dumb sort of stupid Indian voice. Yeah. But then the trailer cuts to these Indian actors saying, but then I would go in for auditions mm. and they would want me to do the Apu voice because, because of the success of the Simpsons. Yeah. People thought in America that that really terrible, you know, that the Simpsons had been like, well, just really, really terrible Indian accent. Americans started to think, well, that's the Indian accent. Yeah, yeah. And so when they were doing TV auditions, they weren't they weren't going in to do the Indian accent. They were going in to do Apu's accent. Jeez, all right. And so it's it all comes back to you know this constantly evolving conversation about representation. Yeah. And how you know it's it's only now that you know we're beginning to see shows like. Master of None, and you know, recently we saw The Big Sick. Mm. Um, uh, so you know, these these sh- shows and films are beginning to put people of color front and center, yeah, and representing them in ways that aren't stereotypical. That you kind of go, oh, I look at that, and then I look at these stereotypical examples that I've mm. been seeing for the last twenty, thirty years, fifty years, a hundred years, yeah, and that's when you begin to see, oh, fuck, that's actually. That's yeah. really fucked up. Yeah, I mean, there was, there's also a, a lot of... Well, there was a lot of talk back in the day when Dave Chappelle obviously had Chappelle's show. Um, obviously, everyone would know what Chappelle's show is. This, and he eventually quit and left the skit that he says made him walk away. I don't know if you've seen it. It's um, it's basically the stereotypical pixies. Like, it's out in a club and like there's a white guy. He has a little pixie of himself and the black guy. And, he, you know, as you know, Chappelle kind of has fun with nearly all... All people. Yeah. Um, but he said there was one skit he was doing um, when he was doing uh, the, the African-American part of the skit with the, the little pixie on his shoulder. And he said, like, he looked off set and there was this guy laughing. A white man was laughing. And he said he just got this weird, uncomfortable vibe that the guy was laughing at him, not with him. And then Dave said, like, he had kind of had to look at himself and go, like, am I, like, like doing this all wrong? Like, am I kind of just giving this whole racist stereotype thing a voice mm. and you know he kind of, as you know he he kind of just threw it all out walked away gave up 50 million dollars and just went to africa like yeah it's it's really interesting to to see the different perspectives and to see how it's played out and still playing out like yeah again like when i when you go back to chris lilly it's like He's clearly a respected writer and actor in Australia. He's had a lot of success with most of the shows. Personally, I feel like they just petered off when he started doing the spin-off shows of each character. Like, just write something new, Chris. Be my <laughs> advice there. But <laughs> do a little midway yeah. review. But there it's just go. like, yeah, it's like he he did this thing six years ago. He's getting shit for it now. And the people who are supporting him are like, he didn't even put that video up, man. Like, he didn't do anything wrong. And it's like, well, he did, but fuck, it was six years ago. That's yeah. when that's when he fucked up. So I guess if you're Chris Lilly, I don't know, I guess. I don't even know. If, I, uh, if I mean, Chris like, was here, I don't even know what I'd say to him. Like, you've... I don't know. Like, for me, like, all, all I want and all I think that we can do collectively is, like, keep having this discussion, mm. um, forcing ourselves to be self-aware and and just interrogate. Like, you know, the fact that, that Dave Chappelle um, could, after three years, look at something and go, I need to step back and I need to actually interrogate what I'm doing mm. and, and the way I'm approaching this stuff. Like, I And that was what, 06? Like, Chappelle show was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I don't think the rule is ever to say, you know, no, we can't do this. It's to, you know, actually just interrogate what we're doing. I mean, an example, um, and there's probably many people that, that disagree with my opinion on this, but did you ever watch John Safran's um, Race Relations? No. So I saw, I saw a couple... Um, 
episodes of that. I, I didn't watch the whole the whole series, but but each episode. I mean, the, the premise of the show is it's about Don Safran, a uh, white Jewish man living in Melbourne, looking for a uh, a, a partner outside of his outside of his race. Mm. So each episode is him kind of examining a different race, a different culture, uh, in a way that, you know, is often quite controversial um, or, you know, could be quite controversial. But there is always a sense with with Saffron that there is this really intellectual interrogation of of what he's doing. In the second episode, he dons blackface. He basically yeah. sits down with a prosthetic artist and he puts... Uh, he he basically gets uh, his uh, quite a, con- a convincing. I mean, he still looks like him, but quite a convincing uh, transition to look like an African American. And he wanders around. I think New York City. Yeah. I think it's New York City. He walks around an American city like that. Uh, and the premise of it is that he wanted to have a exploration of like what it is like yep. to um, to do that. Like what what is it like to be a black man mm. for a day. Um, and for me, that was that was kind of interesting to see because it's through that sort of lens of someone actually being like, "Hey, like you know, I'm a I'm a privileged white guy. You know, I'm going to go in. I'm going to actually try and begin, even if it's only for one one day. And I have the luxury of being able to step out of it at the end of the day, and mm. that's really great. But you know, being able to at least attempting to kind of experience things through someone else's eyes and experience things through that kind of lens." Mm. That to me was like an example of of you know an attempt at blackface where you know 100% there was the satire there and there was a the comedy there but it was an attempt at really kind of getting to the core of of some things and and to earnestly try to interrogate something mm. and like for me like that that is you know I'm I'm not an expert but I think that that to me is an interesting step in the right direction yeah you know I I, I don't feel. Like even now, looking back at Angry Boys, I don't feel like S Mouse was approached with the same, mm. you know, um, intellectual kind of attempt to interrogate issues. But I also, think it, that Chris it, Lilly thought it'd be funny to be a black but guy. But it also says a lot about you know, Chris Lilly doesn't just write something and go, "Hey guys, put this on at seven PM tonight." Like there's people that totally. that has to go through. In the same way, you know, how many controversies South Park had in the last twenty years? A lot of the times, not only is the flack put on Trey Parker and Matt Stone, Comedy Central get put in the firing line. How yeah. the fuck did you let this go to air? Because she's always but, like, yeah, there's a team around yeah. it. So it's like, you know, eventually, you know, at some point someone has to green light it. You know, at some point someone has the ability to be like, yeah. actually, hold up. Is this maybe fucked up? This is fucked up. And then yeah. if it makes it to air, it means that all those people were either, you know, either kept their mouth shut yeah. or <laughs> were oblivious to it. Yeah. So, yeah, look, I mean, I think this has been a, a beautiful a beautiful sort of circular rant that we found ourselves yeah. in, Neil. But, um, but you know, I think it's an interesting conversation I, I, to be I having. I would hey. say that we could be expecting Lily's response in, in the next couple of days. I, I just don't see how he's going to delete his social media and just fuck off forever. I don't I don't think that's going to happen. No. It feels um, like he's laying, laying low for a little I bit. I think, yeah, he's probably going to say something soon, but, hey, fuck who knows. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm. In more positive news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, go. Come <laughs> A lot of tours have been announced this week, man. Yeah. A lot, and a lot of big tours. Yeah. Um, first of all, Muse. Muse are coming. I'm excited about that. For the first that. time since 2013, um, which is really cool. Um, and as well, Alanis Morissette. I didn't realise how big Alanis Morissette was. That's offensive. Until, well, yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> uh, until, until my Instagram after they announced the tour. 
I feel like Owen has feelings about this. I see Owen just eyeing. He's Dave just like, right, well, tell me your feelings, mate. <laughs> I, I don't really have many feelings about this. I just, I apologize for my oh, ignorance. You don't? Sorry to... for looking interested in what <laughs> oh, yeah. you're saying. You're, 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 oh, you're, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry that I just pay attention to your show <laughs> and don't just sit on my you're phone. You were just looking at Dave. I was like, oh, you have feelings. You don't have any feelings. No, you like Alanis? No, I don't have any feelings towards it either way. Oh, good. Well, there you go. Well, guys, that was Owen, our, uh, our audio engineer, and uh, thank you, mate. That was a wonderful thank, little... Thank you for proving that you were being attentive. I appreciate no that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, what's um, cool about... Well, it's not really cool. I mean, we're in Sydney, so it's great for us. A lot of people are pissed off, actually, that those specific tours... You know, Muse is the first time since 2013. Alanis Morissette, the first time since 1999. Yeah. Both of these guys are only doing shows in Melbourne and Sydney. If I feel like if you're a big mm. international act... What... And as someone Why not lives Brisbane or Adelaide in, or Perth or- in Sydney, um, we don't need any more people moving here <laughs> because the house prices are crazy. My rent's going through the roof. Yeah. Uh, if international acts could start doing the other cities <laughs> as well, that's going to be really helpful for us. Yeah, because um, I know specifically running out of venues with Muse, especially a lot of people are like, well, "What the fuck?" Like, this is the first time in four years, and. Mm. They're doing two shows. Like it's, I mean, a lot of people were upset about the Killers. You know, they're doing the AFL Grand Final. Yeah. At this stage, no other shows. They're apparently coming back next year for a full tour. Yeah. Um, let's hope it's not two shows. What do you mean? What do because it, it's it is a huge kind of effort to sort of get a tour down here. Because mm. you know, it's not just like the band that's like flown down here. Like they're they're bringing. I imagine they're shipping, you mm. know, stuff for the set and whatever. Yeah. So like, it's a big it's a big effort to kind of do a show here. Mm. So why not do? Um, I don't know. You know, add add three more days to the tour and, and do three yeah, more with, cities. Especially with like again know? with Muse, they're doing you know they're playing Kudos Bank Arena in Sydney, which is like eighteen thousand people. I think it's the mm. same with Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne. Like it's not like they're going to struggle to sell the tickets. Yeah. Um, Alanis is that's interesting with her because I think besides a couple of North American shows she's doing, the Australian shows are kind of just a one off. So Muse are coming in December. Sure. She's coming in January, and it's just like. I don't know. Just you would think that at you least don't have, like, like you've come, you've travelled fifteen hours. You can't spare another two nights. Mm. Like, <laughs> and I mean, I, I'm sorry to the rest of the country because I know that you guys, you know, like tend to get left left out a little bit. But you would think that logistically, it would be easy to do at least an East Coast mm. kind of tour. Yeah, you know, like Brisbane, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. Yeah. You know, um, obviously Perth, we love you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you guys are so far away, yeah. and I understand why Alanis. Doesn't want to go across the Nullarbor. I get it. Yeah, but if, fuck, if mission you've, you've travelled 15, 16 hours. That's true. What's another? That's true. I don't, how, Actually, you're not a lot of, Just do the Nullarbor, <laughs> mate. Why are you gonna... what, how, what is the flight time from Perth to Sydney? Like three hours. Three it's hours? Not too bad. How much is it? Six. Six, Six hours. hours? Fuck yeah. Really? Huh. I guess that makes sense because it's like three to New Zealand. Uh, you know what, Alanis? Fair enough. No. <laughs> really? Six? Yeah. That's yeah. The... I like, I've been to Perth and I don't feel like it took that long. Maybe I was. I so, think, I think I was just so excited that I was just. Um, <laughs> Owen's going to fact check as we speak, but you know what other tours are happening? That I'm very excited about <laughs> yeah, what? one dashboard confessional. Oh, seriously? Don't give me that. No, no, that's that's amazing. I've heard life. those guys in love dashboard. Years. Didn't they do like the um the music for Spider Man? They did the theme song for Spider Man too, which makes no <laughs> fucking sense. Like it's they're like sweet that's, acoustic emo music. And it's I like this like giant superhero movie. Spider Man like Two was my favorite Spider Man of that. It's like the deaf kiss of a band was doing <laughs> yeah. like a theme song for one of the Spider Mans. They didn't Nickelback do like Spider Man One, oh, and then like did, I feel like immediately, the immediately mm-hmm. after that, everyone was like. Not fuck Nickelback. <laughs> like, remember that there was definitely a time when people were not like fuck Nickelback. Well, de- and then all of a sudden, everyone was like, you know what? 
Fuck, Fuck Nickelback. Nickelback. <laughs> Wait, Owen's Owen's got the latest goss. Checking on that flight time. Yeah, four and a half. Four, four and, and a half. half. Still, right that's still. Middle, right okay, I thought it was going That's still a lot. Like from here to Brisbane, forty-eight minutes. Probably even less. Yeah, I always get a little bit annoyed when I go to Brisbane or Melbourne because it's like, oh, I've hung out at the airport for an hour. Could then walk I've like, that far. I just feel like you know, you're in the you're in the air for like. Yeah. 30 minutes is like, don't even a chance to watch an episode of television. <laughs> like, put your laptops away, please. Like, ah! Yeah, I don't, Nightmare. I, don't, I don't like to go on any flight where I don't get to watch TV. Yeah, yeah. But in saying that... But also I don't want to have to drive to Melbourne. Yeah, 12 hours. That's just Ugh, not going to happen. I don't have time for that. I don't have any When are they doing flight? this super train? That's what I want. I want the super train from Melbourne. Is that, is that something that you're hoping for or is that a real thing? I think that's... Well, people keep talking about it, but I don't think it's, you know... The governments don't like trains, uh, apparently. Yeah. Not enough, not enough toll money, I guess. I don't know. I don't know about they politics. They keep increasing the prices. Sort it out, government. That'd be also, great, though. A little, little, like, super train. Yeah. What are, they, what, are they, what are they trying to say? Bullet, bullet train. train. <laughs> I'm trying to say bullet train. A super I just want to get from state to state within 13 minutes. I don't ask for a lot, government. Is that, is that too much Jesus to ask? Jesus Christ. Um, and newly announced tour, the R&B Fridays Live. So uh, I think it was early this year. There was Nelly and TLC and 112, these guys. Just announced this one with Craig David, Neo, Sean Paul, Kelly Rowland, Khalees, uh, Mario, Christina Milan, a bunch more. So that's exciting. Yeah, right. Love Craig David. Can you imagine if like one of these days like Beyonce just jumped on one of those? Well, I, you think know? Ke- I think Kelly Rowland would have something to say. Like, no. This is my time, Beyonce. Not again. <laughs> but I mean, like, imagine. <laughs> Kelly would walk into the pub and go, if Beyonce's on this tour, then I quit. <laughs> All right, like, Kelly, thank you for your time. Thank uh, you so much. Oh, we really appreciate you uh, <laughs> coming on board here. All right, Kelly, there's the door. Um, but no, big Craig David fan. That'd be cool. Saw Craig David a couple years ago. Great. Yeah, how was he? He's amazing. Yep, you're wearing a beanie right now, which makes you look a little bit like um, Craig David. You're wearing a classic Craig <laughs> David beanie. Do hey? you like, have like crazy mini dreadlocks? Yeah, but he, I feel like when I think of Craig David, I think beanie. Is that weird? Did he have like, was it like an album I mean, cover where he was wearing beanie. a beanie? I'm pretty sure. He wore his, a beanie his often. His look was the, the beanie with the beard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Craig David was the beanie man. Yeah. 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 Full of compliments today. Thanks, guys. But I just, I just, well, I don't know if it was a compliment, mate. <laughs> just said you were wearing a beanie, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> have, you making, have you been making love every day this week? That's the real question. Uh, that's just a day in the life of Neil. <laughs> well, that's uncomfortable, <laughs> isn't it? Because we all um, just imagine you we'll, having uh, sex. We'll so. be a, a full interview with Muse will be coming up on the music.com.au. Uh, so be sure to check the website for that very shortly. Mm. Um, but hey, I think that's our show for this week. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, look, if you have any feelings or thoughts, I imagine that our rants um, today is going to make you feel like you want to say something. Yeah. Um, drop us an email. Yeah. Uh, we will check the emails. Who checks the emails, Neil? Do you check the emails? I check the emails, yeah. What's the email address? Podcast at themusic.com.au. I should know that. Yeah. Shouldn't I? <laughs> Podcast at themusic.com.au. Yeah, good. Good, good. email address. Yeah. Drop us a line. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts and or feelings. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, we will see you all next week. Some big things coming up. Mm. Don't want to tell you about them. Because we don't know if they're going to happen. Yeah, but if just... they do, whoo. <laughs> What You're a day. in for a treat. <laughs> oh. Let's just say I can't think of a way to put Justin Bieber in a sentence, so it could be Justin Bieber. <laughs> That's the lazy I, man's way of doing this. I feel like we pitch Justin Bieber every single week. Yeah. And every and time, then like. Eventually it's going to happen and people are going to lose their minds. Yeah. Or this, where the boy cried wolf and they just won't tune in because they're, all right, sure, you got Justin Bieber. Because fun, fun fact for this week it only yeah. took 18 minutes for Neil to mention Justin Bieber. Oh, How really? long? How many minutes? Only 18 this week. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, good to know. Yes. Good to know. <laughs> thank you, Owen. And thank you, guys. <laughs> we will see you all very soon. Bye-bye. See ya.